What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to The Late Show. I'm Dorothy. Today we're talking about emotional support. It's come up a lot in the last couple of weeks and in particular that whole belief in what it is. So what is it not? Let's start there. Well, it isn't expecting somebody to listen to you whining and moaning and groaning about every little thing that happened to you every single day. That's not what emotional support is. That's selfish (laughs) self-obsession. You know, we all have things that go wrong in our days and there are periods of times where we go through difficulties. You know, the company could be in a merger. We may be insecure about our job choice. We may be going through financial stress. There are times, but even then, they're not a daily requirement for decompression. They, If you've got to worry about something that can be resolved, resolve it. If you've got to worry about something that can't be resolved, find a way to either look at a potential futures or solutions and, and talk it out, deal with it in that way. But is that emotional support or requiring it? Not really. Not really at all. Emotional support is something that happens sometimes. It's not a daily requirement. If you expect your partner to come home, whether in a same-sex relationship or otherwise, and you're at home with the kids or you get home before them and therefore you pick up the kids from school, whatever that might be, if you think that a person coming in and saying, I know you work really hard, darling, is emotional support, not really. That's not it. And when was the last time you acknowledged how hard they work? Just because we've got a set of... um, requirements that are different to that partner's set of requirements doesn't make theirs easier just so as we get that clear a certain amount of what we call requiring emotional support is actually selfishness so draw the line learn where it is if you come home every day whether you've got kids or not and you are whining about things that went wrong in your day if you're whining about your job if you're whining about your life in general um, if you're whining about your state you know whatever that might be you are really kind of selfish just got got to put it out there uh, if you drove through crappy traffic and you decide that that's a reason for you to be grumpy when you get home with the kids with the partner with anybody that's pretty selfish uh, millions of people drive through difficult conditions every single day some of those people 
come home or grumpy about that. If you need to decompress, find a way to do that. I want to talk a little bit about stoicism. So requiring emotional support requires a situation that needs emotional support. And when you're in that, it should not be every day. So start there. If you're complaining about something every day, maybe it's become a habit. Maybe it's something to change. I know of, uh, I've got clients who complain about their parent every single day to their partner. And the first thing I'm going to say to them is uh, just stop that. <laughs> it's a habit. Stop it. Don't complain about your parent to your partner, to your friends, to your, your, your siblings, whatever's going on there. Just stop it. Does it help you to complain? Not if you're doing it every day. It doesn't. All it does is it keeps it fresh in your mind. There's a difference between decompressing and holding something in your mind, holding that state. It's not that person. You're holding a state of annoyance. You're holding holding a state of anger. And then when the other person sits there and says something like, you know, well, it's not that bad, you get upset, right? Why do you get upset? Because you've built yourself up to something more important than it is. In other words, you want the focus to be on you. That's not asking for emotional support by the way, it's asking for somebody to pay attention to you, not quite the same thing, to pay attention to how hard your life is, to your trauma, to your distress, whatever that might be. Now, we do have those, so I'm going to qualify caveats and all that. There are times that are serious. That is not what we're talking about. If you come home every day and you whine and you moan and you groan or you're grumpy because of what's going on in your day and this is normal for you, sort yourself out. Because people will start avoiding you. Partners will start avoiding you. They will find things to do in rooms you are not in. Because they don't want to deal with it anymore. Or within 5 to 10 minutes of their happy moment, when they got home, they will feel angry. Or if you are the one at home and they came home like that. We get into these little argy-bargies, which is chest to chest, pushing up against each other. Who's had the worst day? That becomes the argument. That becomes the thing. That becomes the resentment. Uh, And I hear this a lot, so we better take this on board and decide who's doing what and when. You might be the recipient, you might be the person doing it, two of you might do it. You might both just go, I've had a really bad day because, and then I've had a really bad day because, and then go to your corners and not have anything else to say and not have any positive contribution to your relationship in that evening or in that afternoon or whatever the time is. This becomes a problem because it becomes a habit. We live in a world where people seem to think that moaning and groaning and whining is okay. Part of it is uh, entertainment-based. People uh, gain more attention by inciting anger. We know this by Facebook. We know this by news items. They will run anything that's awful as loud and as often as they can to keep the attention of angry people, not the attention of happy people, the attention of angry people. And those that are on the borderline of that scale, when they find the thing that makes that person angry, they'll have their attention because they want their attention because that's how they make money, right? So if you are the person struggling with maintaining a happy um, and balanced nature, but you would like to be that person, start by switching off the social medias and switching off the news. I'm not saying be ignorant and don't take on board the news, but you can pretty much guarantee that if you listen to it once a week now, you've heard it because <laughs> it's just repeated and it's repeated verbatim. Uh, I've, I've seen articles in, in online news items, which I don't go to anymore, that are exactly the same there as they are on a bloggers, as they are in the UK, as they are in America. They're not even putting their own spin on it anymore. So, you know, just... Watch what you need to watch. You don't need anything else. Uh, Does it really matter to you what's going on in the Ukraine if it's not affecting you and you know nobody's there? 
It matters that you know something's going on, but the news doesn't tell you what's going on. They just tell you enough to keep you there. And they will exaggerate. They will show you five seconds of footage that looks terrible when the rest of the time it isn't. And this happened in New Zealand and it happened in Australia when they would show you the bits to make the public angry against the public. All right, or angry against the government. They're very selective in what they show you. Why does this matter in relationships? Because when two people or a person is buying into all of this stuff, it wrecks relationships. And I do mean it's destructive. When you've got a person who's angry at things who that, that are totally irrelevant to their life, when you've got a person who is complaining about their day-to-day life every single day, then it means the other person doesn't want to be there they don't want to be around them they get to a point and it doesn't take too long they get to a point where they just go what about me you know all I'm hearing about every day is you 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 because it's selfish right it's self-focus there's this question of are you so weak are you so un uh, you know lacking in resilience that a client getting upset with you or having a 10 20 second negative experience in a shop or a cafe is so important that you've got to carry it around with you and take it home to complain about it isn't that the query if you're not happy at work change your job that's it done change your job get serious look for another job if you've had a few jobs and you haven't been happy at any of them then you're the problem not the job so it becomes that understanding for yourself how about we get a little bit of um, self-management going on a little bit of independence and authenticity every time you go to a shop every time you go to a cafe every time you go to a bar every time you go down the street if everybody was complaining and whining all the time nobody would be happy right but these people smile at you no matter what's going on in their home life no matter what's wrong uh, I've, no matter who's sick they will do their best to give you the service you need that's not being artificial it is what you call a social environment when you have something that's very important, you walk in the door and you go, I got fired today. That's important. You need support for that. I found out that my parent, my sibling, whatever, was really sick. Really important. Blah, blah. Had an accident. Really important. That's the only kind of level you're talking about emotional support. If a person has been hurt and they're genuinely upset about something that's happened, and it happens, right, then you give them a hug. That's emotional support. Giving them advice to fix stuff while they're feeling vulnerable isn't emotional support. That comes later, if necessary. Having said that, if it's beyond their capability of resolving right now while they're feeling upset about it, while they're feeling hurt, down, or angry, whatever that might be, then your job, if you're emotionally supporting somebody, is to just step up, literally give them a hug, hold their hand, put your hand on their shoulder, and you say this. I'm sorry you feel this way. I wish you didn't have to experience that. Whether they're kids or adults, we need to teach children to be emotionally resilient and to know when support is necessary. So I'm sorry you feel that way. I'll just give you a hug. I love you. That's emotional support. Saying you should change your job and you should, you should do this, you should do that, that's not emotional support. Whether it's coming from men or women, it doesn't matter. It's not emotional support. When a person is regularly moaning at you and whining at you for things that are nominal, they're saying, I'm unhappy and I want you to fix it. 
I'm unhappy and I want you to know it, whichever way you want to go with that. But there's something intrinsically wrong with it, isn't there? There's a point where you need to decide, am I empathetic enough? Like all humans are empathetic. If they're not, we call them sociopaths, narcissists or psychopaths. If you, the, the only reason those titles exist for those people is their behavior may be a bit different. The diagnosis itself is subjective, but at the end of all of it is they have no empathy for others. Zip, zero, nada got it no empathy self-obsessed so when we move separate from that to the normal human being every human being has empathy so what happens then is if you're whining all the time and they start thinking what about me they also feel guilty for thinking that way and asking themselves maybe I need to be more supportive of my partner we've got this general confusion so here's the truth no you do not (laughs) no you do not if this is a regular complaint if you've gone through that process initially of going, oh, you poor darling, you poor baby, especially at the beginning of a relationship where you sort of think, you know, ah, um, and then you get to a point where you realize, well, actually, you know what, they always do this. This is a regular thing. Um, and then you start, which is normal, after a while, a person will start offering solutions. Maybe it's time to change your job. Maybe it's time to do this. Maybe you need to think about that. And they will either get angry with you or they will ignore you. Um, but at the end of the day, they don't really want a solution they want to complain they want to focus on themselves this happens whether they're spoiled or not spoiled but in particular with spoiled people i guess if they were brought up without um, an understanding of resilience they want somebody else to make it better they could be an only child or they could have a parent who's always always trying to make it better for them you know you poor darling you know i'll give you a cake don't do that to your kids because they'll grow up and get fat but that's where we're talking about appeasing somebody rather than saying what do you want to do about it you know, giving them the power back. Do that from when they're three, please. From three years old onwards, they will become independent, healthy, intellectual adults. <laughs> Intellect is important. So when you start thinking about this in your own relationship, if you're the recipient or if you're the person doing it, um, you will find that if you can deal with your nominals, when it's important, then you get what you need most of the time. If you give it, you'll get it. There's no doubt about that either, by the way. When I hear these one-sided things that chicks do seem to come up with, I'm like, well, when was the last time you supported them in anything? And you'll find it's not actually that common for either partner. When one isn't doing it, the other doesn't. It becomes this resentment thing. I'm not doing it because they don't do it. Who started it is irrelevant. You're adults. <laughs> it's like doesn't matter who started it. He started it. She started it. Irrelevant. You're not five. So then you come to this understanding. Okay, so emotional support. When do I really need it? And when am I just looking for attention? And then what do you do about it? Say you did have a bit of a crappy day at work and you don't feel really great. And you think, you know what? I'd like to take five minutes. I'd like to take five minutes when I get home and just do nothing. Now, if you've got uh, a partner at home or if you've got somebody that comes back home at the same time as you do and they're like, you know, let's get dinner on, let's do this, let's do that. And you say to them, you know what, I've had a bit of a rough day. I need half an hour. I'm just going to go and sit in the bath or say I need a hug, whatever it might be. I need to feel good right now. I would do that, actually. I'd reach my arms out like a, like a little child and I'd wiggle my fingers and I'd go, I need a hug. And... Every time I'm going to get one, just about strangers will give you a hug if you do that. I need a hug. And it makes you feel better. Do I need to talk about every little bit of that problem? And I wouldn't do it unless there was one. Um, Probably not. I might say, you know, I just had a really difficult client or I might say I made a horrible mistake today because that's usually my biggest is when I've made a mistake. Um, That's what is going to upset me more than anything. 
so then it becomes this matter of okay so being caught in traffic every day is normal for millions of people they don't have to go home and be grumpy about it but they may need to decompress for five minutes because it's high tension being caught in heavy traffic by the way we think of it as normal but it's not it's high tension um you might need to live closer to where you work to relieve that from you to take that two hours a day or whatever it is that it's costing you um they may be a need to look for a solution rather than emotional support you know I, I always moved everywhere that I worked to be honest because I didn't like getting caught up in that stuff I was just like oh who needs it it's 10 hours of a day that I, 10 hours in a week I'll never get back <laughs> never get back ever again so why do it who needs it so we've got all of these things that we can look at that are self solving self um, fixing and that's resilience what do I need to feel better without anybody else's input uh, sometimes it's just acknowledging you know that was really bad what can I do next time uh, sometimes we're in situations at work especially in public situations and with co-workers or uh, highly structured work environments where mediation and protocols are very important uh, you're not going to have a good day every day and the truth there becomes okay so how much of my day wasn't good so this is an important factor because sometimes we have five minutes or a half hour of the day isn't great and the rest of the day is fine and we'll take that half hour and we'll take it home and whine about the whole day or we tap into past feelings and bring it all forward um, I personally do not do this uh, if somebody says how are you I'm saying fine I'm great because I am there's nothing wrong with me we need to start looking at that when a person um, feels better because they've spoken to you then you're being a really good human being by the way when you're being false with it is is not so great but we have social structures that require us to be resilient literally what that word is is to come back from a feeling of difficulty or negativity and not fume on it all day not take it home and that's the other part why would you want to take work home with you why would you want to take bad feelings home with you home is not just your safe haven but it's a safe haven for everybody that lives there why would you not stop it before you got there if you need to drive home and think about it and think Ooh, I really hate that person if you need to write it down write it down once you get it out of your system stop right there because buying into it and bringing it forward ask yourself what 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 am I looking for you're not looking for emotional support at all what am I looking for if I'm looking for attention am I bringing other people in my household down by doing this constantly again caveat not in genuine difficult circumstances this is the day-to-day whining and moaning I want emotional support for nothing um, that I hear about quite a lot when a person comes to me and says you know I'm feeling unsupported I'll say okay so how do you support your partner you would be surprised how often that is a real struggle for a person to define okay so if you don't really support your partner in this this and this or in general or to a point that you recognize your support for them why would you expect them to support you these become very valid questions don't they if you've got a, a, a difficult situation if your partner walks in the door and they look absolutely bedraggled they absolutely look like they're really struggling with something don't ask them how are you male or female what is that don't say to them is there something wrong what's wrong I can see something's wrong so what you walk up to them and give them a hug right <laughs> you walk up to them hold their hand you walk up and say you don't look great what do you need it's perfect for any situation they could say anything from a whiskey to a cup of coffee to a piece of toast they could say a hug they could say 10 minutes they could say half an hour emotional support is giving that to them yeah whatever form it comes in they might want sex 
great. If the kids are around, maybe tricky, but you get the picture, right? So there's that understanding of what emotional support is. It is not somebody listening to you complain and whine and moan and groan. It is not asking somebody to fix your problems. That's a conversation. That's not emotional support. I've got a problem with my boss. I don't know what to do about it. Every time I do this, he or she says that. And if you're saying that to your partner and they give you solutions, if they say, well, maybe this or maybe that, um, listen. And then if you say, well, I can't do that, explain why. Not just, nah, that won't work, nah, this won't work, blah, blah, blah. Because the next time you bring that up, they're not going to offer you anything because they've offered and you've rejected their offerings. So you're not really engaged in that communication. Emotional support can be anything, but it's mutual. It isn't a one-way street where girls get emotional support from guys or the guys are bastards. That's not it. If you're not giving emotional support to another person, then you're not. Now, emotional support is not fix-it solutions. That's a different type of conversation. And that is simply acknowledging each other's ability to discuss a problem. Great communication skill, great practice. Because when you do it for things outside of your relationship, it's easier to do it for things within your relationship on the occasion. This shouldn't always be going on. On the occasion that things come up. So... Where can you move your focus beyond what you're doing? Well, if you've got problems that are at work or if something's made you sad or something's made you unhappy, you feel that that's genuinely something you want a bit of support with, not yesterday, today, tomorrow, and every single day, because that's not it, um, then literally say, you know, I could really use a hug. Ask for it. You don't have to make them guess, jump through hoops or all the rest of it. doesn't matter if you're a guy either. Ask for it. If your partner is not being um, emotionally supportive of you when you need it, then ask for it we're not a bunch of mind readers you know that's the truth of it women or men women expect men to be mind readers men expect women to you know give them their space whatever it might be do the same be intuitive usually both parties are incorrect (laughs) so let's not give ourselves kudos for what we haven't got going on uh what is the emotional support for the other person it's not what you think you might think i'm cooking you dinner so i'm being emotionally supportive no you're cooking dinner it's your role in the household possibly or it's your role in the household that night there is no extra that comes with that no matter what you want to stack it on you can't sit there and say well look i've done the laundry and i've done the dinner i'm being an emotionally emotional support person it's just not true Uh, emotional support is comfort And you should only need it when you need comfort. And however that comes, there are times where it might be you take care of the kids for half an hour so I can have a bath. I would feel really good about that. And they go, sure, babe, that's emotional support. They're recognizing not that you need a break from the kids, but you need a moment to yourself, right? You get that? We need to acknowledge when it's happening. And so think back, when has it happened? How often has it happened? Um, you know what's what's really going on in your relationship how often have you provided genuine emotional support for a partner I've, I've had people come to me that have been married for 30 years and and the guy's turned around and he's gone I want to start my own business and the woman's gone if you do that I'll leave you what <laughs> you've been married for 30 years I've just recently had a client who came in and she's like you know well he's not very emotionally open and then she starts talking about the fact that I wanted to move from one city to another city and I told my husband if he didn't want to come I was going to go on my own and I'm like what what's that about and so it's easy to justify justify this stuff but it's very selfish don't you think and people do this on 
smaller and large ways when they want something and when they expect something from somebody else without consideration. But I honestly struggle with the idea that anybody in the average range of empathy would think it's okay to bring other people around them down on a regular basis, whether it's at work, whether it's at home, doesn't matter where it is. You know that if you start complaining, that it's a downer, right? And so if it's a habit, learn to stop. Start talking about other things, put it beside you. It takes a little while to practice not complaining. There are little groups of people, misery loves company, they will attract each other to the same spaces and they will all complain about the same thing until you get this little group of hate haters. It's what it is, little group of haters. And so, you know, is that how you want to live your life? Is that what you want to do? Do you want to take negativity into your home? Or do you want to treat your home as a safe haven away from all of that stuff outside of the serious stuff? Serious stuff is different. I know I've said that a few times today because I did get an email once uh, on one of these shows where I was talking about something and I had put that caveat in there. There are different circumstances. There are special moments. There are things. Absolutely there are. But then people do tend to be there for you. You know, when a couple breaks up after a major loss, and we do see this a lot where they lose a child and they just can't stay together. Something goes horribly wrong and they just can't stay together. That's because one or both parties is not open to emotionally supporting the other. It's as simple as that. They become two little islands, feeling sorry for themselves, having their pity party. And I'm not being sarcastic. If you lose a child, that's deadly serious. Pardon the pun. It wasn't intended. But it was it's one of those things that people find that it's like you don't understand me you don't understand how I feel and we're hearing this more and more and more with less and less important situations who cares deal with how you feel you don't need the world to do that you don't need your family to do that you don't need your partner to do that unless it's incredibly serious in that moment and then you decide who you need to do that if you're going from person to person to person to person complaining or talking about unhappy how unhappy you are then you are in a terrible habit and you need x amount of people to listen to that because no one person will take that all on board all the time right when was the last time you listened to somebody complaining constantly we have friends who go through divorce now and again That doesn't happen in five minutes. And you'll find that they're not particularly happy a lot of the time. So what is emotional support through somebody else's big emotional distress? Well, it's the same whether you're a boy or a girl. Sorry to say it, girls, you're not more important than boys when it comes to emotions and hurt and pain. They definitely are a bit more resilient, if not a lot, and they're definitely more contained. doesn't make them unemotional and it doesn't make them emotionally unavailable. I'm not particularly emotional. So there becomes this what's the right standard of course there's a range of emotionalism but if you're too emotional you're hard work for people and you're not hard work because they don't want to know you it's just there's nothing they can do for you because that's for you to deal with right that's for you to bring forward and deal with on your own so when we are looking at somebody who's going through a longer period of grief or distress because of things that are genuine in their lives emotional support can be leaving them alone It can be not trying to get inside their head. Talk to me is not about them. That's about you, right? Um, If they want to be left, you put your arm around their shoulder. Physical contact is one of the most powerful emotional supports we can give someone. Without expecting something necessarily in return, without talking about anything, there's a whole lot to be said for that hug, that touch, uh, the hand on the shoulder, over the shoulder, um, just that when you feel like they need it or when they say that they need it. Because when you push people to talk to you about their stuff, 
you aren't allowing for their needs it's just what makes you feel better just really to be clear we not everybody's going to process through expression i certainly don't i never have i'm an after the fact person <laughs> once it's all over i'll tell you it happened and i won't tell everybody there might be a friend or two might be a partner that's it it's not for everybody and it's not even just about privacy it's like the expression is to get it out of my system and now it's gone and i don't need to express and neither do you need to express anger to another person because you're angry at something else why would you do that you can say i felt angry today and i really didn't know what to do with that and i really need and say what it is simple as that keep things on point keep them specific and you'll get the emotional support you need and that's men or women i really want to different uh, to take away what we consider to be differentials here i have a lot of male clients they don't feel different to women they don't feel less than women they're just better at looking after their own business if you want to put it that way they deal with their emotions in a more productive way if they're going to talk to me about their emotions they're literally asking me what to do about it how can i deal with it they're not just complaining when you've got that difference between i just want somebody to hear how i feel go to your girlfriends if you're a girl go to your mates if you're a guy and get it off your chest that way but truly think about that side of it how many times do you complain to your friends how many times do you complain to your family how many times do you complain to your partner about work about your life about each other don't even go down that track so when you've got difficult relationships with a particular person it could be the in-law whatever why bring it up all the time why bring people down deal with it when you need emotional support say so when you know somebody around you needs emotional support ask them what is it you need rather than deciding for yourself that emotional support is trying to drag the information out of them their feelings out of them something that they consider to be fairly minor that they just need 10 minutes to get past with a decompression and then you're making a big deal out of it those are the kind of things that aren't helpful they're the kind of things that become resentment and as soon as you're complaining about how tough your life is i can take a good hard guess after a while if you're doing it for long enough that your partner's going to be thinking yeah right because you know i don't work and i don't have stress and i don't have problems and i don't work 10 hours a day and i don't dun, 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 dun. they're going to start buffeting up against you chest to chest and go well you know what you're not the only one who has tough in your life you're not the only one who's challenged you're not the only one emotionally that gets distressed um and you end up with this competition and you get this dismissive thing going on it's not pretty it's not pretty to listen to it's not pretty to look at when you don't do it then the partner won't do it if you're the one that's the recipient of that find a nice little way past it to nip it in the boots as quick as you can the sooner you nip it nip it in the in, in the boots then the sooner you can get past it if they refuse to stop this is who they are and if you work that out early in the relationship they may not be the right person for you because the person who complains a lot will complain behind your back too right we all know that that's me Dorothy and the late show over today ciao for now
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.